0: Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about knowing your worth. If you've just jumped on in the middle of this series, I am telling you all the amazing things that I learned at the most recent TBEX conference, which is the Travel Bloggers Exchange. I'm hoping that these tidbits will be helpful to you, even if you're not a travel writer. And, Today I want to talk to you about knowing your worth. Chris Lau was a keynote speaker at the conference and he talked about knowing our worth, understanding what our value is. His presentation was fantastic, and he was actually selling a core or, or a, a mentorship. a a coaching session. So if you're interested in that, uh, you want to look for Chris Lau, L-A-U, and uh, check him out. I've never done, again, he's new to me. I've never done any of his coaching or mentorships before, Uh, but I did talk to him about it and it seems like a pretty neat thing. Uh, So if you really want some more information, go and check him out. But I want to talk to you about three things that I really took away from his keynote. And I hope that they can be helpful to you, even if you're not ready to deep dive into a mastermind with him. My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. So here's the first one Know your special sauce. I like to. That's what I like to call it. Special sauce. What's that thing you're good at? What's that thing you're passionate about? What's that thing that you can offer to the brands that you're looking to work with in order to provide value and um, and generate revenue? So for me, uh, my special sauce is search engine optimization and email marketing. There's a lot of things I could do. I mean, every once in a while I can take a good picture, I can craft a uh, a fun story from a you know from a storyteller angle. Um, I've got a little bit of social media. I mean, there's some things I can do, but if you really want value from me, then you're going to let me leverage SEO to help you either on my blog or on your blog, and you're going to let me help you with your email marketing, either leveraging my audience or leveraging your audience. That's what I say to the brands that I work with. In fact, at the conference, when I sat down at the table and they were like, tell me a little bit about yourself, I literally said, my special sauce, my secret sauce is SEO and email marketing. And that's how I can help you. And then I would go on to explain why those are valuable, why those are important and really what they mean to me. Now, your special sauce is going to look different than mine. Well, it might look the same, but you might have something else. You might really focus on social. You might be fantastic behind a camera. Uh, you might be great at affiliate marketing and you're really able to push whatever uh, product that it is that, that that particular brand is is behind. Whatever your secret sauce is, I want you to identify it, know it, feel it, embrace it, and then also differentiate it because there are a lot of bloggers in the space who have the special sauce of email marketing and SEO. There's definitely a lot that have the special sauce of TikTok or Instagram. So you have to identify what makes you special, what the thing is that you're bringing to the table, but you also have to identify why you're the best at it. What angle you provide. For example, I have a girlfriend who is fantastic on Instagram, and she's got teenagers. So she's a travel influencer, she's got teenagers, and she's like, listen, not a lot of people are talking about traveling traveling with their teens. Couples, solo, little kids, yes, not, not teens. Here's what we do. We go this many places every year, we always bring our teenagers, et cetera, et cetera. So she's really differentiating herself. She's saying, here's how I deliver here's my the the mode that is the best way to work with me and here's what makes me different than the other person who's going to sit down at the table at this conference right after you or right before right before me or right after me so that's the first one special sauce the second thing that I want you to get together to know to internalize and to document in order to know your worth are your stats now, yes, if you're a blogger, you should know how many page views a month that you have. Maybe even every day, you should know what your uh, what the demographics are for your site. Um, you should know what your top posts are, and that those are those are givens, right? But I want you to go a little further. I want you to dig a little deeper, and really find like. What value, so we have, uh, our our blog content is seen by almost, not quite yet, 8 million people a year. Well, what does that mean? For me, I'm a travel blogger. What does that mean to a destination? Who cares? So your job is not just to define your stats, but to find stats and define stats that really benefit the brands that you want to work with. Let me give you an example. Um, and I'm again the, the example I'm going to give you is from a travel blogger perspective, but this is across the board. Whatever whatever type of brand you're going to wor- you want to work with, whatever niche you're in, you're going to have to find those statistics that matter to the brands that you want to work with. So, for example, in the tourism space, uh, it's important. For many CVBs and DMOs to get links from our site back to their site. So we work with some places that actually the, the funds that they get from the state are directly proportional to, A, the number of hotels they sell, but B, how much traffic they're getting to their site. So getting traffic from us, any traffic we can push to them is valuable. So I, I share with people we send destinations an average of 5,300 clicks per month to their website. And we have one town that we work with where we generate 18,000 page views a month for their site alone. So when I'm, the reason we're able to do that is because of the traffic that we get to the site, because of the SEO value that we offer. but. They don't really care about SEO and they don't really care about how many page views I have. What they want to know is what I can do for them. And for these particular CVBs who really need traffic to their own site, when I can tell them, listen, we send an average of 5,300 page views from our site to most CVBs that we work with and some of them as high as, as eighteen to 35,000 a month depending on the season. And then they go, oh, okay. Okay, that's somebody that I want to work with because that's what's important to them. Now, um, the other thing that we do is we calculate lifetime marketing value. So we have some tools that help us do that. So with the top 15 destinations that we work with on our site, we're able to say we offer a $35 million lifetime marketing value to those people. Some some brands that I work with, they're like, I don't even know what this means, which I either ask them, if they want, if they're interested in understanding how that number's put together, more importantly, I asked them, well, what, you know, how do you measure success? Um, but I, I did meet with, um, one destination recently at the conference and talked to her about that. And she was like, this is the exact number I track. How do you track it? So I told her the formula that went into getting to that number. And she's like, that is a very similar to the way that we track it. And she, and I'm I'm hoping that that contract's going to be moving forward. But she was like nobody else is bringing this number to the table. So, I'm not saying that's the right number. The, of all the destinations I met with, there was one destination who cared about that number. What I'm what I am saying is find the numbers that do matter with the brands that you want to work with. And go beyond what everybody else is offering. Go beyond, here's the number of page views, here's the number of Instagram impressions, here's the number of TikTok views. Go beyond that and find the value for the brand. Find the number that that reports value to the brand. The other um, numbers that I find to be interesting for the brands that I work with are um, demographics, but not just um, education or uh, you know, race or age or all of that. Um, but it's spe- dollars spent and, and their affinity for spending money. So again, sorry, back to travel. Um, we're able to tell on our site that 53% of the people that come to our site actually spend money on resorts, And even though we're a Southeastern travel blog, Southeastern content, or Southeastern, I should say, um, audience, 72% of the people who come to our site are looking for international travel experiences. So how did you find that, Leslie? Well, we use a tool called Quantcast, Q-U-A-N-T-C-A-S-T. I'll try to remember to put that in the show notes. And um, that is... Actually allows you to track the um, the people who are coming to your site to correlate them with their credit card spend. Now it's not a one to one correlation. There's nothing creepy going on here, uh, but they're able to see the people who are coming to your site and then correlate them with in their database. And it's it's really really nuanced and um, and incredibly cool. Like. I can look at Quantcast and I can see the types of applesauce that people tend to buy. uh, The people who come to our site tend to buy. And and then from the travel perspective, of course, I can see the way they spend money on travel, what kinds of resorts they go to, um, down to the brand of hotel that they prefer. So imagine if I can go to a hotel and say, listen, over half the people at our hotel are spending money with you. Let's reinforce that. Or I can go to another hotel and say, half the people coming to our site are spending money here. I prefer your brand. I, help me push this. Help me change the, you know, the, um, the way this, this, uh, these numbers look. So whether you're in travel or not, um, take a look at those kind of spending habit numbers, those affinity numbers that you're not going to be able to get from Google Analytics even the fancy schmancy GA4. Okay, so we talked about special sauce. We talked about stats. The third thing that I want you to to consider when you're knowing and understanding your worth is the ability to say sayonara, goodbye. So I love Sayonara because I lived in Japan for four years. So, um, but Sayonara, just, for those of you who don't know, it just means goodbye. You need to know when to say goodbye. Sometimes it's really obvious. So we have um, we have a featured listing on our site, or we that's something we sell. If you're not familiar with that, please check out that that podcast or YouTube video. But it, um, across the board, it's seven hundred and fifty dollars a year, which is a steal. And we need to have another podcast to explain to you how I came to that pricing number and why I feel so good about it. But I will tell you, it is a steal, but I feel really good about that number. I can justify that $750 a year. So I've had some people who jump on it. Other people who say, well, uh, I can't do $750 a year. Will you take 75? Okay, so that's an easy no. And generally, this is how the conversation goes. Seven hundred fifty dollars isn't in our budget. I've got seventy five dollars to spend. Would you consider that? And my response back is, I'm afraid that's not within. Uh, that's not. I'm trying to think of exactly how I say it. Um, that that won't work for us. But if your budget changes in the future, we'll be here. So it's not. There's no negotiation. I mean, with, if it's seven hundred fifty and they're proposing seventy five, there's no negotiation. I'm I'm walking away. I'm saying sayonara. And again, that's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, that's a big difference. But other things that happen would be it's a $750 product and somebody will say, well, will you take 700 Well, I, I don't have, I mean, this, as tacky as this sounds, I don't have time to argue over $50. What I will do one time is say, no, we don't discount this product. If you'd like me to add a social share, I, I'm happy to do that. So, then they can make the decision. I'm going to give them the product for $750 a year. And because they tried, they were testing me to see how firm I was on my prices. I'll say, you know, no, I'll throw in a social share for you. And then I just make sure I put that on the calendar. Um, but I never, I never discount. I, okay. Maybe in like 12 years, I've done it maybe two times. Um, Usually with clients who are already working with me for many, many years and I want to do something new with them and I'm not sure how it's going to work. I mean, that's a good reason to maybe discount with them, but definitely not a regular practice. Definitely not with a new customer. I am ready, willing, and able to walk away from a deal because of a 10%, 5% discrepancy. Because I know my worth. I know what I can do. I know that price is already good. And that I understand that sometimes people will will ask for a discount because they are testing you to see how firm you are in your prices. I mean, are you willing to come down? Because not everybody feels confident about their prices. Um so, but you don't wanna you don't wanna start a relationship on that foot. You don't wanna start a relationship by saying, Well, I can't really justify why I'm charging that much, so I guess I'll take that much. Or I don't, I need the money, so I'm going to take it. That's just, even if all those things are true, that's just not how you want to start off a relationship. Um, so I just encourage you to be confident. And listen, if you're not confident, at least sound confident. Put the confidence hat on for the moment for this conversation and just say, you know, no. I'm, I'm willing to offer you something very simple and easy, whatever that is for you. For me, it's a Facebook share. Uh, but I'm not discounting my price. And then you have to be able to let them go. And it's really hard the first couple times you do it. But it's going to be a lot easier to deal with the next person who comes who sees your value, who understands your worth, and who you can spend that extra energy on, making them happy, going a little bit above and beyond so that they come back and work with you again and again, as opposed to bending over backwards to help somebody who's not willing to recognize what you're worth, because that's just the tip of the iceberg. So in the long run, you're better served by sticking to your guns. So those are the three Uh, ways. And these are, again, these are not from Chris Lau. He might have a completely different take on these, but these are uh, his, his know your worth keynote at TBEX really inspired me to share with you three ways that I feel like I help demonstrate that I know my worth and that I, that I want for you. So understanding what's your special sauce and communicating that in a way that really differentiates you from the competition. Number two, knowing your stats. And I don't just mean the ones that everybody's expecting you to know. I mean the ones that are beneficial to the brands you're working with. What are the KPIs, the key performance indicators that they are looking for? Find out how you can help in those ways. And if it's not as robust and as amazing as you hoped it would be, well, you can lower your price for you know, justifiably. And you can make adjustments. And And uh, and when you get to that point that you're excited about, then raise your price again. I have um, a friend who's really great. One of the things she's able to do is say, I sell this many tours every year. Well, I don't sell tours. I can't sell a tour to save my life. So that's not something I'm going to bring to the table. And if they ask me, I'm going to say, I am not your girl to sell tours. I'm just not her. That's not me. Uh, so know the stats that people are looking for and know how you fit in and the ones that you choose to share, make sure that you can explain the benefit. Why does a CVB, for example, or any brand that you wanna work with, a, a food product or a, a store, why do they care how many page views they have? Why does that serve them in any way? Keep asking, okay, well, because we can get more traffic because we're, we have SEO. Okay, well, why does that matter to them? Well, I can sell more. How do, you, how do I know you can sell more? all those questions just keep asking why why okay special sauce stats and then sayonara be willing and ready to walk away if you need to you've got to do that you've got to do that friend so that you free up the space in your life to work on new projects to have amazing partnerships that are lucrative for both of you so there you go you are a beautiful storyteller friend you are making changes in the world today already. Whether no matter what size your audience is, you're, I hate to use the word, you're you are making an you are influencing people's lives. You're beautifully creative. You're building a community. You're continuously learning how to do that. If you've been doing it for a while, maybe your community is bigger than somebody who just started, but you're all doing it. You're all building. That, that special creative force, a community that's, um, that's making different decisions in their life based on the things that you're sharing with them. So you are making an impact and you need to be charging for that impact. A fair price, a realistic price, but know your worth friend, know your worth. Hey, real quick. This is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I would love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at LesliePeterson.com.